impression again we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it but not so much control in the center of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence you can't get the pounds worth of goods can you just about kept in oh well Shorty Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea he deserves to score from here one of the highlights let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about it. I made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. A big welcome to everyone tuning in today for a special edition of Treaty Talk. It's our end of season awards for 2022 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Um, I suppose we're recording today on Friday, the 16th of December. It'll be out before Christmas, so happy Christmas to everyone. Hope you have a safe and peaceful holidays. But today is all about the GA and the year we had. And just talking about it there, Matt, before we get into the awards itself, the year has flown. Where's it gone altogether? Well, I, I don't know, Jack. As I was saying to you off air, when you come to my uh, when you come to my stage in life, anyway, the years seem to roll around very, very quickly. But I, I, I suppose you, you know it's moving so quickly because of the job that we're in. That, 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 that there's so much happening from week to week, Jack. It's 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 just simply phenomenal the way it rolls in from one week to the next, and on 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 under the new um setup and and the new format where you have. For the first six months, seven months almost, you're totally engrossed in the inter-county scene, and then you you move on to the club scene, which is you know which is a huge, fan, absolutely fantastic program of games, and <coughs> you must remember, of course, we're we're covering games, Jack, across you know, um, with hurling, football, ladies, football, bogey, handball, like um, such a huge range there and that there's so much of interest in all codes and um, that the, the, the weeks the days the, the, the days move around very 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 quickly and um but you know it's 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 just fantastic to be involved in it and uh really fantastic when when you sit down here as we're sitting down now and looking back on what has been a fantastic year for Limerick GA an absolutely fantastic year Jack and the, the public have really have really bought into it, Jack, because um, there's no greater testimony to the way that the public have bought into following our games than in the returns at the recent convention where there was 1,043,000 gate receipts, an all-time record for, for, for um, club games in Limerick, which is absolutely phenomenal. But I, I, actually, Jack, I, I'm not so sure we had to be told that it was going to be that way. Because we could see for ourselves going around week in, week out, evening in, evening out, um, the big crowds that our, our that our games were attracting, uh, attracting, and Jack, for the most part, for the most part, that the, the public were not disappointed with the fair that was an offer, the fair right. that was an offer in both in both codes and in all codes, and like to, uh, I, I was at the ladies' football and camogie finals and and, and uh, different rounds of the games as well, and like there was there was 
huge interest in those as well. Like the 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 the, the, the interest in games like has gone right across the four codes. It's it's absolutely fantastic to see. Um, even the most recent big game in 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 Komogi, the county senior final, huge crowd in Ballygrand. Um, for the intermediate final, huge crowd in Ballygrand for for um, what was an awful day, Jack. You know, a day in which you'd be reluctant to put your nose outside the door. But the people yeah. turned out like they did. Obviously, um, and they'll only turn out, Jack, if the product and offer is what they expect. And um, I suppose it, 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 it is testimony to our games, to the quality of our games, to the organization of our games, um, that, that, um, that there has been such a return um, in, in, in terms of spectator attendance. Obviously, Jack, you know, and we were critical, you and I, during the year um, of the condensation of so many games together. Like there was one evening when there was four senior hurling championship games on at the same time. Like, you know, we would like to see that that wouldn't be repeated. And there are an awful lot of people around the county. I certainly got an adverse reaction to that going around. And people went to the trouble of ringing about it. And, you know, when they saw you at games, they, 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 you know, um, but we had to explain, Jack, you and I don't make the fixtures. Yeah, no, no, we don't. And those that are making the fixtures... Have done their best, and we had a we had a absolutely, brilliant. Absolutely, Jack. It's not a reflection on them. What it is 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 the amount of games that's there that have to be got into such a short space of time, and like the the, the fact that that you, you know we got through such a hugely ambitious program of games is is credit to everybody. Now I know there's going to be a carryover of the under twenty one football championships, but. Jack, that is down solely to Mr. Jack Frost, who, yeah. as, as, who as, as, as we are speaking, is about to take leave of us. So, um, um, you know, full marks to everybody. Like, I, I certainly wouldn't like to be sitting down at the table of those that are, are tasked with making the fixtures, ensuring that there's venues, ensuring that there's referees, ensuring that they take into account where there's crossover between fellas playing hurling with one club, football with another club. It's a minefield. Pictures is a minefield, Jack. And yep. and, 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 and and to get through it, like that's full credit to everybody. And at the end of the day, we have seen the product and, and obviously what is most gratifying for those that have been tasked with it is that, that um, uh, we, we, we saw such a turnout of of spectator attendance during the year. Yeah, it was a it was a brilliant year um throughout between club and county and looking at the graphic there you have obviously the footballers celebrating the background after getting promotion, the hurlers with another All Ireland title, you've Keen Lynch and Declan Hannon in the middle, um either side of them, you've Ron Lynch and Tommy Grimes celebrating Newcastle winning the senior and Dear McKelly celebrating Newcastle winning senior football. You've Grod Hegarty to the very right and then Josh Ryan to the left. You know it's been a brilliant year. There's it's it's, it's a good year to to reflect on. We've eight categories to go through today with subcategories. Then so you've uh, the match of the year, and then it's split into intercounty club hurling, club football, and then that follows that system with player of the year, young player of the year, team performance, individual performance, score, biggest surprise, and club hurling and football team of the years. There's a lot. There's a lot to digest, and I suppose we will start 
we'll start as, as soon as we can because we have been known to, to run a bit late with these things. But we'll start as we have them in our order with the match of the year. I'll start. I had a, I had a couple of games down. We start with Intercounty. For me, it's a it's close between the All Ireland final, Limerick beating Kilkenny, or else the Munster Harland final, Limerick beating Clare. Um, a game that went to extra time. Um, and for the, for those listening or, or watching, I don't know what you're picking. You have an idea what I'm picking, but we we're not sure what we're going to settle on for a lot of these. But for me, I suppose. The All Ireland hurling final, just the manner of the game, the back and forth nature of the contest. Limerick's brilliant start. Kilkenny's never say die attitude. The fact that we had eighty five thousand back in Crow Park for the first time in three years, you know, Limerick doing a three in a row, avenging the defeat to Kilkenny in twenty nineteen, and the overall standard of the game, you know, it was just a wonderful experience to be there to be back in Crow Park and. We were treated, and to be fair to Kilkenny, they more than played their part. At times, it looked like they could have won it, but thank God it was Limerick to come through. And for me, everything considered, that is the intercounty game of the year. Um, I, will you agree or disagree on that one? I, I, I'd be disagreeing with you, Jack. Um, we're, we're off to a poor start in terms of that, which... Um, I, I, I concur with everything that you've said about the about the All Ireland hurling final. It was a very very special day, um, landmark day for our county. Um, prior to twenty twenty, we had never won. Uh, sorry, prior to twenty twenty one, we had never won two in a row, and here we were on the threshold of three in a row, and we completed the job and got the job done a bit more comfortably. Because if you reflect back on the game, Jack. Um, I think the last three or four points were all scored by Kilkenny, and uh, if I, if I'm correct, uh, in the main for the main they were scored and time added on. Now th- that is not to detract from the game, but for me the standout game in terms of quality, in terms of excitement, and in terms of of, of significance um, for Limerick was and the manner in which they did it was the Munster hurling final this year. I thought it was an absolutely incredible, an incredible spectacle. It showcased everything that's good about our games and showcased everything that was good about this great Limerick team in that here came Clare really, really threw down the gauntlet to it, to Limerick. And, and, and Limerick found the response to get over the line and, um, we thought we were over the line in 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 time uh, in regulation time when Declan Hannan came up with a with a score an inspirational an inspirational score and my God you know Tony Kelly that line ball Jack yeah. ninety nine times out of a hundred nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine times out of a hundred thousand Jack um, a player would step up to that and miss it but not yeah. Tony Kelly. He added to the excitement. But having victory snatched from him, Jack, the way Limerick responded in extra time was simply phenomenal in my view. Simply phenomenal. And for, for me, uh, um, I, I, you know, I have to disagree with you, but it's a, it's a close call. But not a terrible close call. Um, for me, the... the, the the inter-county game of the year was was Limerick and Clare in the Munster final. Yeah, and I think it's good that we'll have we'll have disagreements along the line, and it's good to showcase 
different games, especially the best games of the year. Look, I had I had the two of them down. You went another one. Um, you know, and there was there was some good football games as well. The one against Clare and Munster was particularly memorable. Um, and also the the really or the promotion ceiling win against Fermanagh in the Gaelic Crowns was another another pleasing one. But um, we'll move on from that. We I went to Ireland hurling final. You went with the Munster hurling final. Thankfully, Limerick won on both occasions. Going on to club hurling, then. Um, Club hurling game of the year, maybe two or three that you considered first before we, you know, pick one. Well, um, I, to me, I, I, you see, you, you're sort of confined in this, Jack. You're confined to the games that you've attended and seen, yeah, of course, <laughs> or maybe watched back. Um, Patrick's well in South Liberties was a particularly, um, uh, a, a particularly good game in so far as that. It was a team from Section B, B finally breaking the glass ceiling, as it were, um, in, in getting a win in, 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 in the quarterfinal. But they did it in the uh, short but they did it in, in a very, very, um, you know, very, <laughs> they did it with a fine performance. They absolutely did it with a fine performance and were full worthy winners. I, I, an, an, an interesting game that I thought and a, a club hurling game that I, I found was a I, I would say was a privilege to be at now, Jack, and this might be surprise you. And um, it was the meeting of Kildaimo, Palestine, and Black Rock in yeah. the club in, in, in the group stages. And you know where I'm coming from now. Um, yeah. It was an absolutely when you see a man um, go out and score 10 points from play, you know. That's a game that's worthy of being right up there with him. It, 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 it was an absolute privilege. Now, and I know BlackRock were relegated, but another game that could come into to contention as well was BlackRock's final round game with Mungret. Yeah, which, I was at that. Mungret St. Which, which was a game that had everything, Jack. But at the end of the day, I'm, 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 I'm leaning towards... Um, uh, a fine evening over in Dune in August and the meeting of Napiersik and Kilmalak. I thought it was a fantastic game of hurling. It was in the group stages. Napiersik won it at the death by a point. Um, I, I, I thought it was a game, Jack, that showcased everything that's good about Limerick. Um, I, I think it was a microcosm as to why Limerick are All-Ireland champions four times in the last five years. And I, I said it at the time, Jack, and if you look back on our podcasts, I, 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 I think, you know, Kilmarnock and Napiersik, they put on a superb, absolutely, to me, a superb game. Uh, a, a absolutely superb game. Without either of them being at their best. Yeah, you and I, I, it was a bit of a, I, a false dawn that, that that super game we got in the group stages wasn't quite translated into the final, which is a pity. That 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 is the pity, Jack. And and um, like the narrative, the, the the narrative going into the final was, look, we're we're going to have more of the same. But it, it, unfortunately, that that is not the way it panned out. And we, I know we'll be talking more about it maybe later. Um, but but to me, I go for the Napierse Kilmallock game in the group stages as, as my club hurling game of the year. Yeah, I I have it down on my list. I also have Patswell and South Liberties. 
Um, another one I've down was Munger St. Paul's versus Kildayma Palace. Again, <laughs> meet, uh, meeting in Clarina, those two teams, I suppose, never failed to produce a brilliant game. Also, Munger St. Paul's win over South Liberties in Clown was a brilliant game. Um, won very late on. I think Paul O'Brien got something like 16 points that evening. But I would agree with you, um, Napierstig versus Kilmallock. I think even though they weren't at their best, they still showed that why they were the best teams in Limerick. Um, there were so many stories on the game, like you had Shane O'Brien versus the entire Napierstig fullback line, even going on Mike Casey and doing very well. But obviously, at the other end, you the likes of Dave Dempsey and Peter Casey and William O'Donoghue and these boys doing it for the Piercing. So I'd agree with you on that one. Another game, I suppose, that sort of was Dune versus Kilmallock, I suppose, for the nature of the result. Very late on that um that goal for Kilmallock just just to steal it by Robbie Egan. But I think I think it's fair to say that the group stage game of Napierstrig versus Kilmallock was the best offering we got. And again, you preface it, it's the games you've seen. So you know you are limited when there's, when there's games that are clashing, but I think um, I, we both... I, 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 you know what you're after saying there about Dune and Kilmallock Jack is 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 is, is um is certainly worthy of mention. But for for me, it was a great performance, fantastic performance on the day by Pat Ryan. Um, it was noted at the time who was outstanding, and like um, Jack, he scored at the end to tie it up in my view, would be a very, very strong contender for score of the year anywhere. Yeah. The pressure was on, the game the game was, the time was up, he was out on the right-hand sideline, and he looked up, there was very little options available to him at that stage, tired legs, tired minds at the end of an enthralling contest, and he took it on and, and potted it over the bar. Fantastic score by Pat Ryan, which only embellished a fantastic performance, because Immediately after half time in that game, he got an excellent goal. You will remember, Jack. Yeah, it was that was a brilliant but, game. Another one to kind of set out the stall for Limerick Harland this year. And it did, was so and many... It was in a beautiful setting. Now let's 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 say this now. Full credit to to Fedemar GA for the way that they have developed their facilities down there. Full credit to them. There was an electric atmosphere on the ground. Um, it, it it was fantastic. But for me, Jack, the game was slightly marred. Um, by by the early injury to Shane O'Brien, and um, it, it was sad to see him going off after five minutes. And at that stage, nobody seemed to know what the extent of, of his injury was. But um, you know, it 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 robbed the game of one of its stellar performers. I thought, but um, overall, it was a fantastic game. Yeah, there was there was so many to choose from, but I think we've all agreed with Napierstig Kilmallock from the group stages. Moving on to football, um, I have a number of games written down here. Two of them actually in the Munster Championship. Um, I have Castle Mahan versus Shamrocks um, from Waterford in Coolyroo. Brilliant game, 118 to 212, I think was the score. Just end-to-end football, there was no single sweepers. Um, Newcastle West versus Clanmel Commercials in the Munster semi-final. Uh, another brilliant game, and I think we'll get onto that in a minute. And then Ballystine versus Galtie Gales, um, 113 to 213 in favour of the Gales. I think you were there that evening. It was a glorious evening in Kilmallock. Again, very attacking football. Little room um, for sweepers. Unfortunately, the result went against us. I think that'll go against me picking that result. So, overall, I think the game of the year was probably Newcastle West and Clamell Commercials. For me, personally, you know, it had it all. It had Newcastle, the underdog, starting really well. And then 
Clamel come back into it. Newcastle hitting back. You had that score in the eighth minute of injury time for Juan O'Connor to send it to extra time, like they did in the in the county final. And you know, Emmett Richter's goal and Newcastle power into victory. And it was it was nice to see a Limerick team, you know, dominate in, in a Munster Club Championship. So for me, and you know, taking all into consideration, I'd go Newcastle West versus Clamel Commercials as my club football game of the year. Yeah, um, I saw an absolutely fantastic game, a fantastic football game in in uh, the group stages of the Senior Football Championship um, between Kildare Palace Kenry and Galtee Gales. Um, it it was the one that copper fastened them. Um, uh, copper fastened um, uh, Kildare Palace Kenry's progression to the um, to the quarterfinals. And unfortunately, from a Galti Gales point of view, it ended their interest in the championship, as far as I recall. So, um, or almost ended their interest. Um, it, 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 they had a mathematical chance of still going through, but it was a fantastic game, Jack, from start to finish. And um, uh, the, the, the initiative changed hands. <coughs> you had Gal- you had Kildare Palace Kenry on top in the first half, looking likely winners. The Gales coming out after half time. Building up a six points lead and looking looking as if the, it, it was going to be that evening, um, but it, it was a fantastic game of football and and um, I suppose it ended as games like a fantastic game of football maybe should um, it ended all square, um, but it, it 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 was it was a fantastic absolutely fantastic game of football. Now, I also saw the game with, with Delty Gales and Bally Steen, Jack, and I, I agree with you totally. I, 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 I thought it was, um, I, I, I thought that was a fantastic game, and I thought that showcased everything as, to, you know, it, sh- it gave us a glimpse of the reason as, as to why Limerick will be playing Division Two football in 2023, in, in that it showed how far the standard of, of, of Limerick football had come. A game that I thought was really good, Jack. Um, a really good game. I enjoyed it. Uh, no end. Um, it was on the balance right up until Dermot Kelly got a goal in injury time. And that was the, the county semi-final between um, Newcastle West and Mona Lean. Yeah. I, 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 I thought it was I, I thought it was a fantastic game of football. And I'm just giving these honourable mentions. Another game that I thought and I saw was very, very interesting. And um, it, it was the day that I came away convinced that they they that they were really going to make a challenge um, for for the Limerick Championship, but um, it, 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 it it fizzled out in in the semi final stage, and that was the day that Father Casey's beat Monlean in the in the group stages. I I thought um, I was hugely impressed by uh, and came away waxing lyrical about um, <coughs> about uh, Father Casey's that day. Um, and they got to the semi-final. They certainly, they've certainly made progress, and 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 are, are one for the future. But Jack, like yourself, um, when you're talking about the game of the year in terms of importance, in terms of how it transpired, and in terms of the performance, Jack, you cannot argue with Newcastle West's win over Clonmel Commercials. Yeah, like the the background was such that here were Newcastle West coming into the semi-final. Um, in terms of the Munster Championship, they were coming in on the back of a heavy defeat by Aston Stacks at the same stage last year. Facing a Clan Mel, Mel commercial team, 
team that had appeared to tick all the boxes, Jack. And and um, uh, what better box could they tick than in the quarterfinal to go down to Cork and beat by beat beat Nemo Rangers, the competition specialist, by six or eight points in in the first round. <laughs> and it, like it, it was a huge, huge task for for um, um, Newcastle West. And you know, on the lead up to the game, Jack, um, Newcastle West were reading from a different script. They 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 had a level of confidence. And of course, it it, it was a repeat of, of of a meeting between the sides in 2015, if you recall, um, when Newcastle West went to Clanmel and did everything but win the football match. Now, they, they went in as outsiders into that monster semi-final against Clanmel Commercials, Jack, but the rest is history. What a performance. Yeah. What a performance. And, Jack, it wasn't a one-off performance. No, no. I'm... You can get a one-off performance because we got a similar performance against Kalanohorahelis in the final and unfortunately it came up short. It just came up short, but I think they kind of showed this year that they've Gone on to a new level, which is worrying for, for other clubs in Limerick. But agreement there for the two club games of the year and nearly agreement for the intercounty games of the year, just to run through them there. Um, intercounty, I said All Ireland final, you said Munster final, and then we were agreement that Pierce Kilmallock in the group stages of the Senior Hurling Championship and Newcastle wins, uh, Newcastle West win over Clanmel in the Munster Club Football Senior Championship semi final. Um, that'll bring an end to the match of the year category we'll move on to the player of the year category there's intercounty um again club harlan club football starting with um intercounty football and i don't think there's going to be any surprise with this one he ended up winning um an all-star nomination probably unlucky not to get the all-star um you know transformed as a wing back for limerick but it's nearly his performances for newcastle nearly eclipsed that um and to be fair, you were waxing lyrical about his performances in last year's championship. So, I mean, he's been at this level now for well over a year at this stage. But Keane Sheehan, I think, has to be the unanimous pick here. Just phenomenal from start to finish. Um, You know, getting an All-Star nomination really puts you at the pinnacle of your game. And he's one of the best footballers in the country, not to mind Limerick. Um, I don't think there's any argument there, Matt. None whatsoever, Jack. You, you uh, Look... Just, just to put the whole thing into context, start for Limerick in the league, start for Limerick in the Munster Championship, and was one of the top performers of the 30 players in the field in the Munster final when things were going really against Limerick. Yeah. And he, his performances from Newcastle West, um, they, they, they've, they've gone to a new level, Jack. And um, I, I'm not going to talk about All-Stars. You know, Good. I, I, I really, I, I said to myself, look, I'm not going to talk about All-Stars. You, you mentioned it, but um, enough said. It annoys me. But his, his performances um, uh, translated his county performances to his club. And none more so, Jack, than, than in, 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 um, in the Monster Club Championship. Absolutely stunning performance against Clonmel. Absolutely stunning. Four points. Stunning performance um, last, last Saturday against Kalnora Harris. Jack, there's, there's no argument. Yeah, Fair and argument. I, I, I don't think it's going to be the last we talk of Keen Sheen in this segment. So we'll we'll interrupt briefly going on to the hurling. And we did this already in the podcast. We were in disagreement that time. I think we'll still be in disagreement. Um, 
you give me your pick and I'll come back to mine then. Well, I, it, it, was, it was very close call and it was obviously for those that are tasked with our will, it was a very, very close call for the players as well this year when they were voting on who the player of the year was because um, they were confronted with um, a shortlist that included two Limerick players, two outstanding, absolutely outstanding Limerick players and two of the reasons why Limerick have four All-Irelands in the last five years um, and that's of course Dermot Burns and Barry Nash. Um, Barry Nash has been absolutely phenomenal, Jack. Um, we, we wondered way back when Richie English got that cru unfortunate cruciating injury and Mikey Casey was out, how, how Limerick would reshape their full back line. And not to worry, Jack, um, oh. Barry Nash <laughs> stepped into the breach. But I, I thought Barry, Barry Nash, um, the role that he played with Limerick in 2022, <coughs> he brought his game to a new level. But of course, what he was actually doing was, you know, showing his versatility, and it was John Kylie and Paul Paul Kinnock using his ver his versatility to the optimum. You know, um, like he's done it up in the forwards at underage level. He has done it at at left half back for Limerick had been outstanding, but like Jack, since he's moved to cornerback, it was a huge leap of faith on the part of of of, of um, John Kylie, Paul Kinnock, and the management team. Um, to make such a decision, but look, they have they have made some stunning decisions in the past, and that's why we have three in a row champions. And um, but he, he was, by any standard, a phenomenal year for Barry Nash. Plus the fact that Jack, you must remember, he, he carried it over to the club championship. Yep, he did. <coughs> getting getting but, one over the man you're going to pick as your intercounty order of the year. Yeah, would I? Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, you know what I'm leaning. I'm, 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 I'm going for Dermot as, 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 um, as hurler of the year. I think he was, um, as, as my intercounty hurler of the year. I thought, I thought he was simply fantastic, Jack. Yeah, um, I wouldn't uh, look. You know, the, the scoring return from your wing back, Jack, simply phenomenal. The point he got catching the puck out in the All Ireland and returning it over the bar with interest. You know, that'll live long in the memory, you know. Um, so some of Dermot Burns's deeds over the last number of years, indeed, dating back all the way to 2015, when, when he when he was captain of the under-21 team that won the All-Ireland, and such such an integral part of that team. And really, that that that, that really kickstart the drive to the success, um, the, the, the unprecedented success that we have enjoyed over the, the last few years. But he has been phenomenal. He's been Mr. Consistency. Absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, I, I'm going with Dermot Burns over, over Barry Nash. And, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy decision for, for the reasons in which I've outlined. No, but, it, um, it's, it's definitely it, not an easy I, I, I'm, I'm going for Dermot as, 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 as um, my holler of the year. Yeah, um, for me, it, it's Barry Nash by, by a hair. You know, like, Dermot was phenomenal all year. I don't think anyone could take anything away from him. Brilliant throughout the year. But for me, Barry Nash, last, this time last year was, well, so shortly afterwards, in January, he was named captain for the Munster Hurling League, you know, and led by example, was one of the best players throughout that league, the same. And championship then took it to another level, got two points against Cork the first day, and he got a brilliant point against Galway under the Hogan stand in the All-Ireland semi-final. I just thought 
consistency never dipped, never dipped for Dira Burns either. So I think it was just, I just like the idea of a cornerback being named Hurler of the Year because Sean Finn would have got it in 2021 if there was someone not named Keen Lynch, you know, floating around doing his thing. So for me, just Barry Nash by a hair. But we're so lucky to have, you know, them two players fighting out this year. We had obviously Keane and Sean Finn and Kyle Hayes last year and we had Hegarty and Tom Morrissey the year before, you know, that the standard of player in Limerick is frightening. But we'll we'll look, we'll, we'll go one each for, for Barry Nash and Darren Burns as our intercounty hurlers of the year. Moving on to club players, Matt, um, I just had a couple of names down on my list, but I think your point earlier when you were talking about potential matches of the year did it for me. I'm going to go with Kyle Hayes. I just thought he was phenomenal for Kalina Palace Kennery um, in their second year back in the senior championship. You know, they got promoted in 2020. They won the County Cup in 2021. And this year they got promotion to 1A. I was at that game. I'd mentioned um, Kalina Palace Kennery versus Munger St. Paul's. And Kyle got 1-3 that day from play. His goal, I'd say, picked it up in half a line. Just stormed through the defence um, and then the 10 points against Blackrock. In his first four games in the championship, he scored 221 from play. You know, I think that says all I need to say. He was a bit injured against Gary's plan, still played his part. He was still kind of injured against Stu and I think he still got three points from play. Just thought his levels were incredible. And like he was slow to get off in the inter-county championship. I think it's fair to say back at centre forward, but he had really found his feet once he got to Crow Park. And then when he was back with KP, oh, I just thought he was phenomenal. Um, I thought Adrian Breen and Peter Casey, William O'Donoghue, who were very, very good for an appearance league. Paul O'Brien from Unger St. Paul's, as I was mentioned. But for me, no one got near to Kyle Hayes in the, in the club championship. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything that you've said about Kyle Hayes. And I've agreed with everything that you say about those that, 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 um, that have got honourable mention. But... Um, um, I might be about to surprise you now, Jack. Um, um, I, I, I've reflected long and hard on who I thought was um, uh, Holler of the Year, and certainly Kyle Hayes did an awful lot for Kildare Palace Henry. But I was looking at his as to somebody who really, really inspired um, that club uh, during the year. And in 2021, Jack um, Monlin were relegated, and. Uh, um, uh, they, they they bounced back this year and um, had had a very very good um, um, group stage. You 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 know how difficult the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship is. You know it, it is it it is a marathon. It's a minefield. Seven games and anyone could beat anybody. Now they 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 won five and drew one and lost one. Just as an aside, Jack, they lost to Glenrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your Glenn Rue piece in now for the for the year. That's that's it, Jack. They they um, they, they got over the semi final, got over the final, won a very very good monster championship, Jack. It's very very hard to come back, um, after relegation, and I I I thought one fig, one particular player, in my opinion, for um, stood out head and shoulders overall. For Monlean, in terms of leadership, and in terms of performance, and in terms of consistency, throughout the year, and that to me was Larkin Lines. 
at centre-back for Mona Leal. I thought he was simply phenomenal. Um, they're going into an All-Ireland semi-final um, and it's because, I think, of the leadership of, of people like Lock and Lines and uh, not only the leadership, but mapped it, mapped, backed it up with, with some outstanding performances. And, and for me, I think his contribution to me, in my opinion, has been greater to Mona Lean and to the revival of Mona Lean. Um, and, and that is what I'm making my judgment on. So for me, the club holler of the year is, is, is lock and lines. Yeah, couldn't couldn't disagree with anything you said there. I am, I was surprised by who you said, but when you you say it like that, you know, Larkin was brilliant at centre back. Obviously, he's not Ireland medal, but I think he's even taken his games, his game to a new level this year. He's adding a few scores and centre back, but just a true true leader. And by the time this comes out, Monlin will hopefully be in an All Ireland final. Um, if they were beaten in the semi final, it takes nothing away from Larkin's. Incredible 2022 for Mon and you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the Limerick fold following those performances. Club football, Matt, I'll let you take the lead with this one. Um, <laughs> I think I know where you're going with it. So, look, Jack, <laughs> I, 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 you know, there, there, there have been great performances, and there, there have been some very, very good performances for around the year. for for different players, I saw. I thought John Hayes was absolutely excellent for um, um, uh, for Saint Kieran's. Rory O'Brien for um, uh, Father Cases. Um, Mike McMahon, absolutely fantastic. Um, some fantastic performances for Newcastle West. But Jack, you can't argue with for me anyway. Um, Keane Sheehan being the club footballer of the year. Yeah, and I, you you said it there. There, what all he's done. Um, personally, like a lot of the football games clash, so I saw all the Ballystine games. So, Tal Killian Ferris definitely deserves a mention. Um, got three goals this year, got our first goal of the year against Badlanders, got the goal against Adair, and got the goal to save us against St. Kieran's. And that's ever outside of all the work he does. So, I thought he was brilliant. Um, I saw Rory O'Brien a good few times as well. Um, very good for Casey's Peter Nash, I think, was the top scorer in the championship this mm-hmm. year in KP's first year back. They got to a quarter final. He deserves a mention, obviously. Stephanie Nashi deserves a mention, no doubt. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. Um, obviously Keen Sheehan. But for me, I, I'm gonna if you t- if it's just if it's if it's the Munster Championship on its own, definitely Keen Sheehan was head and shoulders above, and obviously all he did before the season started. But I thought in the group stages where Newcastle West might have been a bit vulnerable after winning the county last year, just Mike Mack is unplayable sometimes, you know. Like he's such an outlet for Newcastle, and it's all well and good to have the size, but what he does with it, he just strikes fear into defenders' eyes. And you know, he's tormented us before. He got a hat trick um, against Galway. He got one three in the county final. Really decisive. Was the man that caught the ball as well when Adair were attacking? You know, he did it at either end when needs be. Um, you know, he was he got the goal against Karen Zarellis in the Munster final, and I just think. Goals are so important in the Limerick Championship. I think he scored 6-9, which is an incredible feat, really, to nearly score as many goals as points. But for me, just again, shading it, Mike McMahon was the club footballer of the year. Mm. Um, I'd have no issues with someone saying it, w- it was Keen Sheehan. But I, I will split it there with Newcastle again, Matt. Um, yeah, tr- trust tight, Jack. There's no question about it. I'm full of admiration for Mike. You know, he's 
you know, he, he's such a target man. And and like, you, you're rightly there when you said in the group stages when it was a bit dodgy, he did it and continued it on. And of course, you know, he, he, he got that goal in the Munster final and um, that was that was predatory instincts and, and um, you know, uh, absolutely personified because, um, you know, he, he was hoping for something to happen, which is a sign of a great player. And it happened when Keen Sheehan's ball came back off the, off the woodwork and he, he, he was there to slot it home. It was a tight call now, Jack, <laughs> for me as well, because um, when, when I shortlisted him, <coughs> excuse me, um, Mike, Mike McMahon and, and, um, and um, Keen Sheehan were right, right up there. But um, I, I think the, Keen Sheehan's performance against Tranmel commercials, Jack, um, that, that that's one for the memory. I think you know, absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, it it was a tight call. Yeah. And and uh, and um, um, but but, but I'm, I'm going with Con, with with Keen Sheehan. Yeah. Yeah. The word it's going back to Newcastle anyway. Um, just running through, we had Keen Sheehan, both Intercounty Footballer of the Year, split between Barry Nash and Dermot Burns for Intercounty Hurler. I said Kyle Hayes for Club Hurler, you said Larkin Lines, and then we were switching Mike McMahon and Keane Sheehan for the Club Footballer of the Year. Moving swiftly on to Young Player of the I know Year. That, I know there'll be people out there disagreeing with us in our in droves. <laughs> and and they'll be saying, Would those two fools ever shut up? Like, but we're giving <laughs> our opinion of what we saw yeah, before, no before, they start, before they start. Let's take a preemptive strike at the naysayers. Yeah, well, no one has to agree with us, and anyone can have their opinion, John. That's what no, it's all about. Absolutely. And it's all if opinions. they disagree with us, we don't care. You know, that, that, that's, the, that's the essence of, of democracy, the essence of what it is about. The people different, people have different opinions. But the, the object of this particular exercise is to name who, in our opinion, in our opinions. Yeah. And the two. The two of us can't agree. So how do you hope to have universal agreement then, you know? Yeah, look, we're not looking for uh, agreement. We're just trying to buy, provide a bit of entertainment closing in on, on the Christmas period in the new year. Moving on to Young Player of the Year. Um, For me, I, I I don't have anyone down for the inter-county football. There was just I, just... I just stuck to senior with this, the Young Player of the Year for the senior categories. And I think Limerick's football side is fairly settled. Now, if you want to hop in with someone there... You can, but for me, I just had a, a hurler, um, and for me, that there was only one nominee really, and it was Carl O'Neill. When I considered my criteria, now you might have gone for someone to play under twenties in that monster win inside, but for me, you know, Carl O'Neill, we've we've known about him since probably twenty, I think it was a twenty eighteen. He was playing Harty Cup when he was only he was only in third year, and they they won the Harty Cup. Went on to play with the Limerick Miners that year, and played Limerick Miners the following year. For the 20s in 2020, he was their best player in their only game they had in 2021 then, got his All-Ireland medal, didn't feature much. But this year, he really kind of stamped his authority on the senior side, featured in all the games, you know, started a couple, was the main man for the 20s in his only game. Unfortunately, that ridiculous rule prevented him from lining out with the Limerick under-20s in the All-Ireland final, which I imagine they would have won with Cahill. But... um. I thought just a leap this year for for Cahill O'Neill, and for me, he was the young Limerick hurler of the year in terms of intercounty. Yeah, I agree with you there, Jack. I, I couldn't disagree. Um, to me, it was practically unanimous. 
um, I scratched my head around uh, to see was there any other contender, but to me, he was absolutely outstanding. That performance against Clare in the only game that he got to play with his peers uh, was absolutely fantastic. And I, I say again, Jack, shame on those people that have the rule that prevented him from playing with under 20 for the, for, for the entire season. And shame on those that are perpetuating that system year in, year out and will do nothing about it. And shame on those people that, that have prevented David Clifford from playing under 20 or under 21 for Kerry. An absolutely disgraceful decision, that. And a disgraceful rule. And you, you talk to people in authority in the GAA and, I've, and you saw me challenging somebody. You were witness to Jack about it. Mm. You know? And uh, nobody, nobody has, 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 has come up with the vestige of, of a cogent argument to justify it. Not even oh, yeah. the vestige of a cogent argument. So, look, I'm going on a rant now um, because of Cahal O'Neill, because Cahal O'Neill um, has crystallised the idiocy, of, the absolute idiocy of, 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 of that rule. Absolutely. It, 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 it was disgraceful. But we're, we're talking about 100 a year. Um, incredible. It was no decision for us, really, Jack, for inter-county young horror of the year. It had to be Carl O'Neill. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. You know, and um, the way he has seamlessly made the transition and made his contribution <coughs> when called upon to the senior team, I, I think Jack tells it all. Yeah, and I, know, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be surprised if there was a starting role for him in the 2023 campaign. I just think he's been a he's been building towards that. Um, I think he he's certainly one that will start a couple of games in the Munster Championship. Could be wrong now, but uh, I think he he's definitely. No, I, I I agree with you, Jack, and uh, I, I I I I I just want to have one last word on it. You know, uh, about the, the, this this foolishness of the rule. I haven't the slightest doubt whatsoever, Jack. The slightest doubt, if that stupid rule wasn't in place, Limerick would be all Ireland seeing it on under twenty champions. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with you there, but there's no there's no point dwelling on this because we'll only we'll only agitate ourselves. No, we're, if we we're, do. we're only doing our heads in, Jack. That's yeah. all. Moving on to young club herder of the year. Um, I think we'll have an agreement, but before we get to that potential agreement, I'm just gonna second guess what you're going with. Um, I've two more names down here just from the senior championship. Thought David Fitzgerald from Kildare Palace Kennery was exceptional between wing back and and midfield. I hadn't seen much of him beforehand. He obviously lined out with the Limerick Miners in 2021, the first year with the adult team. But he was brilliant, big strong man. Um, for only I'd imagine he's only 18 years of age. Excellent. And Billy Molino from Mungret St Paul's. Um, I think he was his second year in the adult grade, but didn't play much with injury last year. But he was excellent again for, for Mungris. Um, started off in the corner, was moved out to wing back, played centre back then for the 21s. They got to county final. Just thought he, he was really, really good. Um, Colin Coughlin and Aidan O'Connor do it every year. So we won't we won't keep talking about them. They're they're nearly veterans of Valley Brown at this stage. But for me, the young club herder of the year was a certain Shane O'Brien from Kilmallock. We'd all seen him with Ard Scullerish and we had seen it with Limerick underage squads, but I didn't think he'd make the transition to senior hurling so seamlessly. I think did he get one three against Bashwell that first day, first day out, and then tormented Nevershig 
in only his second game, just like a duck to water he was. Senior Harlan has all the physical tools to play with Limerick. He's in with the seniors as far as I know, judging from that photo they had the other day. Um, so for me, Shane O'Brien, are you in agreement? Um, I'm in agreement with what you, everything that you said about Shane O'Brien. Um, ab- ab- absolutely fantastic. You know, um, uh, you know, I can't argue with anything you've said about it. I can't argue with anything that you've said about David Fitzgerald. To me, I think he's he's a huge prospect coming through. Um, I I, I said there's one or two young players that I like with Mona Lee in the fullback, Brian Kenny. I think a very, very good young player. Joseph Fitzgerald at midfield, Ronan Lines. Very, very good players. But my young player of the year, Jack, for 2022 is Edna Connor or Belly Brown. And um, uh, I, I, I will give you um, the reasons why I, I have arrived at that judgment. And I, I, I saw it at first hand myself. Um, uh, I saw his performance in the opening round against Black Rock, which I thought was after a quiet first half, which was excellent in the second half. But Jack, I saw him over in Carrick and Lish one evening when um, Barry Brown were playing Gareth Bellan. Uh, Barry Brown were behind. They were reduced to 14 players. They brought Aidan O'Connor out from uh, a corner forward to midfield. And I thought he put on an absolute right of the Rovers' performance, Jack, to rescue the game. He scored from freeze. He scored from play, from all angles, from all distances. And 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 turn the game completely from from for Belly Brown, Jack. When the that cracking game that we spoke about between Mungret and uh, Belly Brown was in the melting pot on the twenty-one hurling premier on the twenty-one hurling final there about a month ago was in the melting pot. One man grabbed it, in my opinion, by the scruff of the neck. And in the second half, I think it was the performance of Aidan O'Connor that swayed at Bally Brown's way. He was absolutely, simply phenomenal again. So I'm going, and and certainly Colin Cochran is right up there as well um, as, as, as being among the contenders. But 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 for me, I am my young hurler of the year, young club hurler of the year. Um, it, it's a tight call over Shane O'Brien and Colin Cochran, but I'm going for Edna Connor. Yeah, I, I was listening back to the, the 2020 edition that we did, and I went for Aidan O'Connor. You've gone for him now, so he's exempt from next year. Um, he's definitely a player I'd love to see inside with the with the Limerick setup because I think he's all the tools to to play inside there. But I, I'll I'll stay with Shane O'Brien. I just thought he was so impressive. On to club football, Matt. Um, I'll let you lead this one. Yeah, um, I there was a standout young player for me this year, Jack. And um, I, I have, I, you know, I, I've spoken about it. I've spoken about him, and and he's 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 a huge and absolutely huge prospect um, coming through. Is 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 Emmett Rector of Newcastle West? Yeah, I, I, I actually, and I, apart from his goal um, uh, against um, Clanmel Commercials, Jack, the way he just bedded into that game like a veteran, you know, but. Some of his performances, I thought his his performance against Monaleen in the county semi-final was was outstanding. It certainly belied his young years, you know. Um, 
Rudan O'Connor, player that has had a very, very, very good season with, with, with Newcastle West. And basically, I, 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 I narrowed it down to those two, Jack, and um, I'm going with Emmett Richter as my young footballer of the year. Yeah, um, Emma was his first year out of um, minor. I think it was Rowan's second. Just I, I narrowed it down to them two boys as well. Just a special mention to Davy Shaughnessy for Ballestine. I think he was second top scorer overall. Um, Cahal yeah. Downs was brilliant for KP. Rory O'Brien we mentioned previously for Father Casey's. But I think when you're going young, you know you can try and go for the lads that are just kind of in their first or second year. Um, and I know Davy is, but for Emma Richter and Rowan to get to a Munster final in their first year and to be key men for Newcastle, you know, Emmett got the goal against Clanmel and Rowan scored the point to bring it to extra time, you know, so. But that, that, this is the point that we've, we, 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 we've been making, Jack, about, about Newcastle West and I think we've made it a couple of times, you and I, during the year, like, you, you had the new faces that were on the scene of the team this year, Rudon O'Connor, Todd Donovan, um, Emmett Richter and Brian Nix making a breakthrough, you know, and that, 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 for young players, the contribution that they made was simply phenomenal. Yeah, and that, that, is, that is one of the reasons why Newcastle West came so close to win the Munster, win the Munster Championship. Like if, if you get players coming through so young that are immediately making the transition from underage and making such a contribution, Jack, you, you, you're in a good place. Yeah, as I always say, it's, the things going on Newcastle is just worrying for the rest of us. But I think we'll we'll split it again. You went slightly with Emmett and talking to lads that have played with him in the in the under intercounty setup. They think he's going to be one of the best players in the county, if not well, the best. But I'm going to go. I, I think he's potentially the real deal now. Yeah, um, you know, Limerick always produce good midfielders, so no pressure there, Emmett. But uh, I'll go Ruan. Just um, real good defender. He's equally good defending as he is going attacking, as he showed with that point. And I'll go. With, I'll go Ruan. You'll go at Emmett and we'll split the vote um, for Newcastle and another award going to the to the Magpies there after look a phenomenal year, I think it, it, it's fair to say. Moving on to the performances of the year, Matt, um, and we'll go with team performances first. Intercounty, I'm just going to go at one, not football or I'm going Intercounty Performance of the Year, and it might be a strange one, but for me, it's Limerick's performance against Fermanagh in round seven of the National Football League. And to be fair, if I was to pick a second one, it would probably be another performance from the league because, you know, we've gone through it ad nauseum, but they had to go to Ockram, they had to go to Antrim, had to go to Leash, you know, and can wait wins in all these places. But for me, the win against Fermanagh, when there was so much pressure on Billy Lee's side to get the job done, you know, they had rescued it in Port Leash a week beforehand, but... The manner of, of the win against Fermanagh, 116 to 40, I think it finished. But they were in control for the majority of the game. Josh Ryan got the goal just before halftime. But they were just so comfortable and so composed. And for a Limerick football team to handle the pressure so well, and it was a beautiful day in the Gaelic Crowns, and there was, you know, people went onto the field afterwards. It was a nice day for Limerick football. For me, all things considered, that is my performance of the year from a team inter-county level. Jack, I can't disagree with you. And um, when I was reflecting on that game, absolutely, and you're right, they've contextualised it there in, in terms of its importance. And and um, uh, the, the, the result meant that Limerick, you know, will play Division 2 football next year and, and rub shoulders with the likes of 
the Mead, the Kildares, the Dublins, of the, the Derrys of this world, um, which is absolutely fantastic, ab absolutely fantastic for Limerick football. But um, uh, I, I, I marginally gave it a head, Jack, of, of, of um, um, the, again, the performance in the Munster Senior Hurling Final. Yeah, it's fair enough. You know, marginally yeah. ahead of it, but um, in terms of importance, because um, had we lost the Munster Senior Hurling Final, it didn't necessarily mean that we had yeah, we're, yeah. were out of the championship and we wouldn't win the All Ireland. But in terms of this, this was hugely important that Limerick got promoted, and like it, it was the next progression in the in the stage of 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 for this particular Limerick team that Billy Lee over his six years in charge, had so painstakingly put together and 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 uh, fashioned in into being a formidable force in football. And that particular game, Jack, was the crowning glory. Um, and it, it probably was the best. Uh, it was probably Limerick's best inter-county performance of the year. Now, it, it, there'll be people saying that we were littered with excellent inter-county hurling performances which we were including the All-Ireland final and the Munster final but in terms of significance um, it, 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 it is very very hard to look beyond that game yeah I think it's important to acknowledge the year the footballers had and just to deliver when pressure was on I think you know fair juice Tom thoroughly deserving moving on to the club hurling performance of the year um, for me I didn't think too long about this Napiershig in the county final. I mean, like we had we had talked about the game. We were really looking forward to. We had mentioned this podcast, but when we were doing our predictions, you said a point, Kilmallock. I said a point to Napiershig. We did not see this game being one sided, but Napiershig were just phenomenal that day. I would arguably say it was their best performance in this this ten year run. Maybe outside the twenty twenty final where they dominated Dune, but um. Just what a performance from the Pearshig. Um The way you're looking at me there, are you agreeing with me? I agree totally with you, Jack. Um, if, if, if you look, were looking for the consummate or perfect performance, um, it was Napiershig's performance in the county final. And, you know, the, 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 the striking thing about it, Jack, is, you know, it was Napiershig keeping the best wine to last. <laughs> we had known through the year how good they were, how focused they were towards winning the county championship. But by God, Jack, did they did did they did they um, did, did they keep the best performance and an absolutely superb performance? And we were lured into believing, Jack, that this could be a very close and tight game because of what we had seen as 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 we thought and as we both agreed was the best club game of the year. Um, but Jack, I think for for performance of the year. Um, there, 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 there is no other contender other than than um, the Pier Six performance in the county final. I think it was just it 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 was just off the scale, Jack. Yeah. Um. Just briefly. Um. I suppose other contenders, Monaline against Ross Cray, I suppose would have to be one. Um. So Liberty's beaten Patrick Swell. To be fair, Tom, but. You know, there is no there is no debate in that result. But Don Monlean winning the Munster final really significant. Absolutely, absolutely, very very significant because um, it, it, it 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 they they went into the they went into the Munster final as outsiders, Jack. Mm. 
no doubt about that. Ross Gray, one of his my favourites, has ever came into it, and um, and Monlene stayed with him in the second and the first half. Jack, but what a performance by Monlene in the second half! What a performance by Marco De Wire, who scored fifteen points in the day. I know eleven were from freeze, but he got four from play, and um, you know what, what an overall performance by 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 um, by by um, um, Monlene. Um, you know it. it, it it, it, look, we've we, we said it before, and I think we said it in the weekly podcast that um, here we are in December, and they're still showing measurable improvement game on game. Like um, they upped the notch after the county final win over Brough in the semi final against Dora Bearfield. Then upped it still further against them against them um, Ross Gray. Um, they, yeah, the Ross Gray game, Jack w- w- was would would be a, would be a strong contender, but I. I I certainly would go for Napiersik and and Kilmalik. The, the Napiersik performance, Jack, was as near to perfection as you could get. Yeah, definitely from from a club side and for a lot of the game against Ballygunner, they had emulated that, but um, just fell short in that way. But I think Napiersik's performance against Kilmalik in the final is our performance of a year from a club hurling team. Club football, Matt. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you go with that one to start. Well, I think there's a standout one, Jack. I think it. 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 it um. Um. We, we. We may agree on this one again. I. I think uh, Newcastle West's performance against Clanmel supersedes anything that's you know. Um. No, they had a very good performance in the semi-final against Monaleen. They had a very very good performance of resilience. In 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 the county final against the Dare when it all seemed lost in the closing minutes there and they rescued it in normal time before going on and winning it, but I I I I I I think Newcastle West in in the Munster semi final win over Clanmel Jack reached a new level and for me that was the performance of the year. Yeah, um, you mentioned Father Casey's win over against Monaline in in Raquel previously. Um, thought they were really good that day, but Monaline were quite bad. But I have to agree with you there. Newcastle West against Clan Mel. Uh, I thought they'd give him a good game, but maybe just fall a bit short. But you know, phenomenal performance for Slimmer team in a Munster final in fourteen years. You know, so that has to be given his due credit and a great performance overall from Newcastle. <laughs> And I think you know, club football, they're rightly dominating all these wars. I think that's fair from the, the season that the Jimmy Lee side had. Moving on to the individual performance of the year. We'll get one from Football and Hurling Intercounty to start with. Um, do you want to take the reins in this one? Yeah. Um, there, there, there have been... There have been some fantastic performance in in, in hurling this year. Um, um, uh, fantastic individual performances. We've had some phenomenal performances by by um, by Barry Nash, as we've already said. We've had phenomenal performances by Dermot Burns. <coughs> phenomenal performance in every game, in my view, by Declan Hannan, who's been absolutely the linchpin and has been outstanding. Um, and you know the loss of Keen Lynch was 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 um, was such a huge loss, and and um, you 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 needed Ben to stand up and in um, and um, I, I suppose his performance in the All Ireland final, Jack. Um, if a man gets 
player of the match in an All Ireland final twice in three years. Yeah. Uh, that that is something special, and uh, Garod Hegarty got that in this year's All Ireland final, and and um, who are we to argue with it? Um, for me, that was probably that was the performance of the year. Now Garod has put on some phenomenal performances. Yeah, imagine um, being told that, that, that um, let's see, you know, we were Keen Lynch not around, he'd probably have got three in a row. I was just about to say he scored two one in that final, and he's yeah. still didn't get men the best. I mean, he's yeah, our final. Like, um, the the, the Ireland final seems to be tailor made for Garod, and and um, you know, you couldn't argue. Look, look, the holding performance of the year was Limerick's biggest day going for three in a row. Going for a, a landmark victory over the old enemy, the first time since 1973. Um, and a man turns on that type of performance. Jack, you can't argue with it. Yeah, no and I'm adamant no I said to the lads before the game that he'd be men the match. I don't know why I felt that, but I just thought he would be. He was quite enough against Galway, but he was absolutely phenomenal against Kilkenny. A joy to watch. Um, I don't mm. think that's the last we'll mention um, Garod in this podcast. But onto the football performance of the year um you know we mentioned Keen Sheen ad nauseum and I thought his most final performance was very good but for me first day out league in the Gaelic crowns um Killian Faye was just brilliant for midfield I, I, probably his first game in midfield but he got a goal very early on and kicked a couple of points the same day just really set out his stall for the season I thought Killian was one of Limerick's best performers thought he just um, stood in for Tommy Childs, who obviously Limerick were out in midfield, um, just slotting there seamlessly. Really good throughout was Killian. But I think that first day against Longford, just exceptional performance, driving from the heart of midfield. As I said, got that goal, got points to go with it. For me, Killian Fahey against Longford was the individual football performance of the year for an inter-county footballer. Um, your takes? Yeah, I, I, I'm... I'm leaning in your direction, Jack, because um, I, I have great admiration for um, Killian, Killian Fahey and what he contributes to the Limerick senior football team. And if I've any, any slight worry about it, Jack, is is that very often his, his, his contribution goes under the radar. And I think uh, it was hugely important on that particular day in, in the Division Three of the Football League to get off to a winning start, and yeah. that 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 was the opening game of the league, and um, I I I thought he was excellent. Um, of course, we with Keane Sheehan again. I you know we can't get away from Keane, like his his performance in the Munster final, um, despite being on the losing team, was right up there, Jack. You know, as was his performance against them um, against Clonmel Commercials. I thought Adrian Enright had a very, very good game in the Division Three Division Three final against Louth. In yeah, Pro he did Park. actually. Had a, I thought that was that was an excellent performance. And he, here, here, um, here, here, we were with a player on the on the biggest stage. Actually, um, I, I, I thought Adrian Enright's performance is all year, Jack. Yeah, um, very good for, for county and club. Um, I, I, I thought they were excellent, and I suppose um, he, he's one of the reasons why there has been a renaissance in, in the fortunes of, of, of Father Casey's football. But I'm, I'm agreeing with you about Killian Fahey, because I, and I'd go with it as the individual performance of the year, because 
um, for the reasons that we have said, plus the fact that I I, I think that um, Kylian Fahey um, is is a critical member of that current Limerick football team, and and very often his his contribution goes unlauded. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely central, and you do make a lot of good points there with Adrian, right? But I suppose that core group that Billy has, they could be up for all these awards. I think it's fair to give it to Killian Fahey, one three from play in the league opener, set out the stall for Limerick, and um, you know, was a key in helping Limerick to get promoted. Uh, uh, another another man that, that that turned off turned on an awful lot of uh, fine individual performances this year, um, um for. For college club and county, and was so so unlucky in the Sigerson Cup final was 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 UL captain Paul Maher. Yeah, yeah, really good candidate. Um, but I think it's fair to give it to to Killian Fahey. Um, onto the club hurling um, performance of the year. I think we mentioned it a good few times now, but for me, I've never seen a player score ten points from play. Uh, in any game, we were both in Ballygrand that day when Kyle Hayes just, and it was you could tell really early. I think if I go back and look at my tweets or tweets, I had said that Kyle Hayes was causing wreck, and I mean he was just a one man wrecking ball that day. Ten points to play, Matt. Like you've been to more games than me. Have you ever seen the likes of performance like that? No, Jack, I haven't. No, I haven't. Just I, but it, there's no question about it. I, I, I've. And like he seamlessly, he seamlessly went through the game, and um, he just—it was just one of those days. And and you know, you you'd say some guy gets gets ten points. You'd hear of a guy getting ten points. You'd immediately jump jump to the conclusion: seven, eight, nine, and maybe ten of them were from freeze. But this was ten points from play, Jack. Yeah, it's just it's madness. You saw it. We witnessed it. You know, um, it, 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 is, it is, that's, a, that's a score from play every six minutes. Yeah, and I, I don't know, was he taken off as well in, in that game? Like, he was just phenomenally good. There was just no marking on, him. On table. And, Jack, some of them were from all kinds of distances, all kinds of angles. There was very few gimmies in it. There was probably, probably no gimmies. Um and I think KP have it up on their Twitter at some stage. If you want to go back and look at 10 of the best, because they were all fine, exceptional. Some of them, there was good balls in and he made the most. But other ones, he just won it back himself. Just three on one, it didn't matter. He was going win the ball. And like a shout out to Peter Casey, who got seven from play in the county final. And Adrian Breen, they got two, three from play. But I think Kyle Hayes' 10 points would beat any sort of performance you're going oh, to. Oh, yeah, but Peter, Peter Casey and, and, and Adrian Breen were part of an absolute consummate performance, you know, and they yeah. were two of the main reasons for it, you know. Um, yeah. But, you, you know, you're talking about individual performance of the year and, oh, my God, I... I, <laughs> I, I actually, that, 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 there was something in the air that weekend because as far as I remember... Um, that Tom Morrissey turned in a similar performance that weekend as well. Was it against Kilmallock? No, I think that was the day before. Oh, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. The day <laughs> after. I, I, yeah. I was at it over in Carrickendish, I think. And was it in Carrickendish? I think it was. Or was it in Fedemore? But, you know, I. Tom Morrissey had another one of those years for a hand where he oh, was yeah, a, a one man wrecking ball up there for about oh, yeah, half stages. 
But um, yeah, look, there's no, there's it's, no it's, getting it's past. Only, it's, it's only fair in the context of awards, and maybe he mightn't be getting any from us here. But um, the performances of 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 of, of Tom Morrissey was was simply phenomenal for the hand. Oh yeah, and look, we've come to expect that from him. He's just mm. one of the best club hurlers, and obviously in the county, but one of the best club hurlers for a hand in the county. There's no doubt in that. But moving on then into individual performance from a club footballer. A uh, couple of ones for me. I saw the intermediate final. I thought Dylan Cronin and Gordon Brown were exceptionally good for uh, for an appearing. You mentioned Keane Sheehan against Clonmel, four points from play. But I'll I'll talk about that game more later on in the awards. For me, Mike McMahon versus uh, Galbally, three three from play. Um, I suppose Newcastle really set out their stall that this was a different kind of team that they were going for the back to back and they they weren't going to be beaten and. Just to score three three from play, um, and I imagine Mike probably only got the ball six times in the game. You know he is extremely efficient, um, really close to Keen Sheen again. But I'll I'll side up Mike Mahan again, Mike McMahon again, because I think I know where he will go. Yeah, um, you don't know how I'll go, Jack. <laughs> only having a guess, but I feel like my guess will be right. Um. Peter Nash, I, I I thought had a fantastic performance for um for um Kildare Palace against Galti Gales in an aforementioned game. Mm. I, I I I I thought he was he was absolutely excellent. Um, I've seen a couple of very very good performances from John Hayes of of Saint James, of who I'd be a big fan of his his football. Um. He, he, even the day that you know things were going against them in, in, in the quarter final with Mona Lean, I, 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 I think I, I think he stood out. Um, Keen Sheehan, of course, in the Munster semi final against against um, um, Canmel Commercials Jack. But I agree with you totally about the performance, and I I was happy to witness it. The performance of Mike McMahon against Galbraith. Yeah, like his would be my top football performance of the year. Now, um, um, like Mac to me ran ran Keen Sheehan very close in a couple of things, but um, in my opinion, you're you're talking about the club performance, the individual performance of the year in a game, and Mike McMahon against Newcastle West to me all day. Yeah, uh, for Newcastle West against Galway, and um, my apologies. Yeah, you look, you'll you'll find you you'll be you know a long push to to find someone that scores three three from play uh, in a club football game. John you know the club football has gone that it's just it's notoriously hard to score. But Mike Mack has uh, made a mockery of that. Moving into our score of the year, Matt, um, and we'll stick to one for the for the inch county if that's all right with you. Just looking at the time there. Um, and I, I had a couple down, but I'll just go. Well, I Grod Hegarty's goal in the Munster final, in the All Ireland final, you know, take a pick on either one of them. His last point um, against Kilkenny, the one where he brushes off um, young Blanchfield and fires over from, he's probably over 100 yards out. He's given 70 minutes of Trojan work, has already scored 1 4, and to find the target from there. But for me, Everything considered, Declan Hannon's score in the Munster final to to put Limerick one ahead, and look, we thought we thought we had it won, but obviously there was a certain Tony Kelly. But it just sums up 
Declan Hannon, he's everything that Limerick need to be. When they need him, you know, anchoring defence, he does that. When they need him to score points, he does that, as he did that day. And he does so often in All-Ireland finals. He's just so important to the team. Uh, four-time All-Ireland winning captain and incredible on the day. And for me, it was it just the... I was behind it in the in the terrace looking at it. It was just incredible. And for me, that's that's the score of the year. Declan Hannon's point against Clare in the Munster yeah, final. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jack, totally on it. And um, it, 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 it's just another string to Declan Hannon's bow, like him. Uh, in, in, inspirational captain. Here the game is in the melting pot. Your captain comes up and and he 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 gets he gets your point. And it, it in many ways mirrored the 2018 All Ireland Jack, if you recall, in the first half when things were a bit slow, and then um, he, he grabs a couple of quick fire points and re reignites reignites Limerick, and um, uh, that that particular one against Clare and its significance, um, like it, it, you know, how significant it could have been, you know, but. Um, it, it, nevertheless, it was significant because if you draw the game, every point is significant. But it was it was an absolutely marvelous strike. And here, here is your captain coming on saying, "Look, not telling anybody what to do, showing everybody what to do." Um, absolutely, absolutely fantastic from 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 Declan Hannon, and just typical of the guy. Like, um, yeah. Just I still argue, Jack. I still argue we might be five in a row had he not gone off in the All Ireland semi final in twenty nineteen. Yeah, well, I think he's going to show that that is very well the case. We're in agreement there. So with our, our score of the year for the Intercounty, Declan Hannon versus Clare, um, club hurling. I let you take the reins of this one. Yeah, um, there was there was a lot of important scores. I mentioned one of them already. I thought Pat Ryan's score for Dune against against um, um, against Kilmallock in 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 the group stages of the championship, which drew the game. Fantastic score and a fa- fantastic score in its execution. Uh, fantastic score in its importance. Um, took a very good player, a player on the top of his game, to take it on. I think Shane O'Brien got an absolutely excellent goal against them, um, against Napierschig in, in in the um, in the group game over in 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 um, in Dune. Um, but 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 for me the score of the, the year, Jack, um, my club hurling score of the year was Marco De Wires for Mon Lane against St Joseph's Dura Bearfield. The goal. The goal. What absolutely. A goal. Absolutely fantastic. Here was his side, just had fallen behind. And you, you, you needed somebody to come up with something special. And he 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 got possession. He 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 ran apart about 25, 30 meters and unleashed a pile driver. Um excellent goal in its creation, in its execution, and its importance. And for me, the score of the year, the club score of the year. Yeah, I'm nearly tempted to change my mind. Um, the way you describe Marco Dwyer's goal, it was really phenomenal. But I'll stick to what I have down here. I had I had Chen O'Brien down Paxwell, his first goal for Kilmallock, the first of many, just brilliant fetch the ball and fired into the roof and net past Jason Glan. Really good. Tom Ryan's point for Patrick Swell that just kind of sealed it in the celebration, all that. But for me, Adrian Breen's second goal against Kilmallock, um, long ball in, you know, and he wouldn't be renowned for his aerial ability, probably more seen as more of a poacher and just a really good finisher for goals and points. But 
caught it over. Um, I think it was Dan Joy he was marking, or it was one of the O'Loughlin's, turned his man and fired into the coronet. Then he's facing Barry Hennessy in goals, you know, like which is even more difficult. And he scored a really good goal before that that had been set up by Dahi Dempsey so, or Connor Boyle, I mean. So, I mean, he had already shown that he was capable of it and they would have been, you know, keeping a really close eye on Adrian. But he's just so prolific in the Limerick Championship. And for me, I just thought it, it summed up his performances for the year. You could also have any of Kyle Hayes' 10 against Black Rock. But for me, I'm going to go with Adrian Breen's uh, second goal against Kilmallock in the county final. As, uh, yeah, very, very strong content. But I agree with you totally, Jack. I agree with you totally. Um, like Adrian Breen was on fire in the county final, like himself and and um, Peter Casey, 2 10 between them. You can't argue it. Yeah, from um, play, I like it. That, that's that that is some return from play, but um, yeah, but I look, I, I I'm going with Mark Dwyer. Yeah, look, I have no issues with disagreeing there. It was a brilliant goal by Mark, and look, we'll spread out the sort of the awards there. Uh, club football, um, I thought Darren Doherty's point for Newcastle to bring it to extra time, the same for one against Clan Mill, but for me, it's back. To that man again, um, Keane Sheehan's, I think it was his second point against Clan Mill, picked up the ball inside his own half, just showed everything good about Keane, power, drive, speed, straight through the heart of Clan Mill. There was no need to be doing much of it in here. He's just so powerful. On his left and over the bar, and again, showed how his game has developed, that a predominantly a right-legged player with ease off his left foot after running 60 or 70 yards. Um, straight over the black spot, Sean, again showing Clanmel that this Newcastle were were here to win, not just to, to take part, but they were there to win. Uh, and for me, that was my club football score of the year. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely fantastic score. I can't agree with you, and we, we you know, we we may be accused of of of. Um, uh, these these football awards in particular being weighted towards Newcastle West. I, I thought that Ian Corbett got an absolutely phenomenal point against um, Cameron Rahelis last week. Um, yeah. It was typical of what you typical. get from a good typical of what you get from a good captain, typical of what you get from Ian Corbett when you know um leading from the front. I, I thought was he I thought his score was Absolutely excellent, but it's only eclipsed Jack, in in my opinion, by the importance of the as a goal score, uh, as a score. He 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 earns his trade as preventing goals, and I'm talking about Dan Dan Dahati's um, leveler against um, Adair in the county final. In terms of significance. Um, that was the most significant score of the year in football. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think it's fair to say. And like Ruan, Ruan's point would, would come under um, that banner as well. To be fair, with the with the just the nature of scoring so late on and bringing the game the extra time. So I have no complaints there. It is heavily weighted towards um, Newcastle, but when you do get to a Munster final, um, you're going to have more games and more chances to. To be seen, so that one goes to Newcastle again, Keane Sheehan and Darren Doherty. On to the biggest surprise of the year, and we'll just go club hurling and football for this one, Matt. I'll 
we'll start with the football. There, to, to be honest, there wasn't a huge number of surprises. Um, I thought reflecting back on the year, um, I don't know if you thought any differently, but which way did you go? I went. Um, I, I I went for Mona Lee in beating St. Kieran's Jack, and um, um, and I will tell you why. And um, what really surprised me was that Mona Lee beat him so convincingly, and did so after being reduced to fourteen players after twenty five minutes. For for the background that we 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 had already painted about the the group stages in the football, where St. Kieran's were quite. Um, um, you know, they're very, very prominent. Uh, I think they won their first four games and lost the last group game to a day out, which was, there, there was no shame in that. Now, Monlin struggled. Monlin struggled to get into the groups, to get into the knockout stages, but um, beat Clahan in the final round and got over the line. But um, they had suffered some some uh, alarming defeats. Now, they, they, they suffered a first round defeat to... Um, to Newcastle West, which there is there is no shame in that, but um, they suffered a very very heavy defeat to 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 um, to um, Father Cases, uh, and I for one going to that particular game, and um, when we discussed it here in this podcast, I think Jack we went for um, we went for Saint Kieran's to get over the line on that one in the quarterfinal and get to the semi final, and to yeah, me it, it 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 was a shock, not of major proportions. Um, uh, that not the, not so much the fact that Monaldean beat St. Cairns, but the manner and the comprehensive manner in which they did it. Yeah. Um, you know, now you, you can say both, 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 count, both clubs were um, juggling with, 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 um, uh, with, with, with dual codes and dual players at that stage. Um and it, it was it was the it was heading towards the peak of the season, but but what it did actually, Jack, is what what that particular result did was that it, it indicated very clearly, as has so often happened in the past, that Monaline had turned their season after invariably they have their slow start, their sluggish start, but when they get into the business end of the competition, they can be quite formidable. And you, you you can see that that result what what it what it led to was was really really putting Newcastle West to the pin of their collar in the semi final. Yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. I actually have Monlean in my biggest surprise of the year, and it was the manner of their loss to Father Casey's. We, we mentioned that game before. Fifteen eight, it finished in um, McNeville Park, but. It could have been a lot more, Matt. Father Casey's were dominant in, in so many areas. And not that I was surprised that Father Casey's were good or that Monaline were bad. It was just more the case of the manner of the result. And as things panned out, you know, Monaline got so close, as you mentioned, Turner Castle and, and Father Casey's, you know, just failed to fail to perform against the there. So in the grand scheme of things, I thought that was really surprising, just the manner of Casey's win to Monaline. But I, like there was a couple more. I thought George Griffins would beat St. Sennans in the in the intermediate um quarter final. I thought I didn't think KP would get to a quarter final. I thought that was a surprise. Their first year up. I think Casey's the manner of their win um against Monaline. And I also had Monaline beating Kieran's as the other surprise. So was it look, it went it went by the book in uh in large portions of the year. We kinda 
got what we expected in, in many games. On to the hurling, Matt. Um, and for me, it's it's pretty obvious. It's South Liberty's ending the monopoly on the Big Four in the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship. We said at the start of the year that we could we could see it coming that someone might break the stranglehold. But as the year went on, we, we kind of felt that no, the top four were, were a bit ahead, and we thought maybe someone like Bally Brown or KP or someone might be the ones. But it was South Liberties and thoroughly deserving. Um, you know, in Kilmallock that afternoon, they they got the goal from I think it was Brian Ryan that got that all important goal. But you know, one thirteen to fourteen point winners. You know, they they won by two in the end. It wasn't like a fluke or anything. They led for most of the second half. It was I think Passwell's first time um not reaching the semis since two thousand and fourteen. I think you know, so it brought a long run to an end. Um. And for me, that that's the obvious candidate for the surprise of the year was South Liberty's beating Patswell. Yeah, I agree with you, Jack. And um, since this ANB was was um, introduced about five or six years ago, um, we wondered when, if ever, uh, a team that would come up from the B section would win a quarter final. Now, in twenty twenty one, it came very, very, very close. Now, and you you know, maybe, maybe on full reflection, Jack. Um, South Liberties may not have been that biggest of surprises because if you would remember 12 months earlier they, they pushed um, Kilmallock oh so close yeah. um, uh, um, pushed Kilmallock to extra time and you must remember Kilmallock went on to win the county it was <coughs> it was probably the game that made Kilmallock and in the process of pushing Kilmallock they scored five goals against them in 2021 yeah. You know, so, so South Liberties, um, you know, they, they, they have been threatening and probably you would have said at the start of the year, if we're honest, that that we would have seen them as being unlikely and we would have probably seen them as, um, actually, we would probably have figured out that they may not have come out of the Section B at all. Well, if, yeah, if I don't think we did. I don't think either of us picked them to come We'd have been talking about Barry Brown and possibly Kildaimo, you know. Yeah. So, um, like, out they did. Uh, they confounded everybody. And their performance in that quarterfinal, um, it, it really, Jack, has struck a blow for, 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 for Section B. And yeah. I, 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 I think it was terribly important, hugely important for the competition and for the structure of the competition that we got a B winner getting a quarterfinal victory. And, like... Yeah. There can be no arguments about the merit of it. It was hard there, yes. It was close, yes. But they showed great resilience to dig it out. And, uh, you know, Brian Ryan, Brian Ryan Senior, who's the coach there, has done done a, done a fantastic job, as he did with Timrick Miners back in the day, um, you know, in, in, in bringing, bringing um, um, South Liberties to this level. Now, of course, they were boosted. Um, uh, two years previous, with 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 the and, and we said it at the time um, when when Anthony Nash transferred his allegiance from Cantork to um, to um, to Liberties, you know, you know, if you get a player of that caliber in Jack, it's it's just phenomenal what what he can do, what he did as a goalkeeper, just and you, you know, plus as, as a leader of the field. Um, Sadly, I understand that he has announced his retirement um, from from the club game, and which which will be a huge loss to not just South Liberties but to the game, Jack. 
Um, Anthony Nash has been a fantastic servant to Hurling, but it won't be last to Hurling. He's gone on and he's taken up a position with Ben O'Connor um, and with the Cork Under 20 team for the, for the coming year. And we wish Anthony the best of luck. But certainly, we, we, you, you'd have to say that in his two years in in Limerick, he embellished the, the championship and he, he certainly um, was, 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 was certainly one of the driving forces that, that took South Liberties to the threshold of the semi-final in 2021 and took them to the semi-final in, in, in one of the reasons that they got there uh, in, 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 in 2022. Yeah, I think it's fair to say Liberty's beating the well was your, your standout um, surprise of the year. And then moving into our final category of the podcast, Matt, and we have our club teams of the year. One for Harlan. One for football. We'll get the the football out of the way because you know they've they've won all before them in these awards. Newcastle West. Um, you know you could have make a case for the Pierschig. They reached a monster final as well. In, in fairness, Tom, you know Castleman did really well. And if they played anyone other than Fossa, you know they, it could have been a different story. There was teams elsewhere. You know, Father Cases are back in the semi final. Ended a long wait to get the semi final. Drum nearly got promoted back up, but. I don't think there's anyone disputing Newcastle West. Back-to-back champions, first time in history. Got to second Munster final, first Limerick side to do that in 14 years. Only lost by point to Cairns or Alleys. I think Newcastle West are the club football team of the year. I can't agree. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Absolutely. Uh, no argument, Jack. I, 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 think, I think you've said it all. I would make a case from the peer sheet. Um, uh, they, 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 they were relegated last year. And um, the, the way that they bounced back and won the county and won two rounds in the Munster Championship. And Jack didn't disgrace themselves against the Kerry champions last weekend. No, they played very well, not in fairness. Far, far from it. And didn't totally, didn't look out of their depth as they were expected to be because um, they were involved in a very poor semi-final with Ballina. Um, But as I, I've said in the past, and um, uh, semi-finals, Jack, are about getting over the line. Earning yeah. a place in the final. And yeah. um, they, they got the job done in semi-final day, and that 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 was good enough. So, um, yeah, I I I have no arguments whatsoever with with with, with Newcastle West. You you can't argue with it. It's you know back back to back champions, unlucky beaten finalists in the Monster Championship. It says it all. Team of the year, Newcastle West. Yeah, that's uh, undisputed. There, team of the year, and then for. Club hurling team of the year, um, probably two outstanding nominees in, or maybe three, I suppose. You have Napier Shig, um, Mon Lean, obviously, and I, I'd say a word for, for KP again. But for me, Napier Shig, it has to be Napier Shig, um, won the senior championship, a really tough senior championship, and beat last year's champions with pretty much ease, you know, um, beat everyone else then. Dune are the only team they didn't, or a hand were the only team they didn't beat. You know, they beat Dune, they beat um, Pashwell, they beat Liberties, they beat all these teams, to be fair to them. Also won the Intermediate Championship, you know, so they're going to have Senior and Premier Intermediate next year. It's hard to see where, where this uh, this line will stop of, of talent coming through in the Caradavan Club. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the Pierstrig are the Limerick Club Hurling Team of the Year. Agree totally, Jack. Can't argue with it for the same reasons that you mentioned. Yeah, you know, to fair to Mon Lee, we mentioned them. They they won a monster title 
KP got promoted into the to top tier when when I, I don't I think few thought they would, but you know can't argue with Napierschig, um, club team of the year. And look, to be fair, Napierschig and Newcastle West probably dominated the awards, but that's just you know the winning teams will be the ones that are remembered. That's our eighth categories and all the subcategories. Just on an an aside to the eight categories, just a shout out for um, a team that made history in 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 twenty twenty two, and that's Art School Reach. Yes, we won yeah. the Crow Cup for the first time in their history, and they had been knocking at the door for a number of years. Now they didn't win the the Hartley Cup; they were beaten by Saint Joseph's Tulla in the Hartley Cup final, but came back and won the All-Ireland and brought the All-Ireland to Limerick for the first time since 1966. And a big shout-out and congratulations to Art Skull Reach. Yeah, and please God, they can, uh, they can go back and do the job again. But we had mentioned a share of Art Skull Reach players there. You know, they're integral to everything good that happens in Limerick Hurling. But overall, it was another brilliant year it was 2022. We went through our eight categories, ranging from score of the year to biggest surprise. Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year, and all that good stuff. So an hour and 36. I'm actually surprised with us that we got through so much in not that long. I hope everyone that tuned in got their got their time's worth. Um, and I'm sure people have more time now than ever over the Christmas period. But uh, for me anyway, I want to wish everyone that listened uh, a happy Christmas. This will be out before Christmas. I'm not sure when, but it, it will definitely be with you before Christmas. And I'll throw it over to you, Matt, with the final words. I uh, look, um, as, uh, as I said, I had my say at the outset that what we were reflecting on was a fantastic year um, for games in absolutely Limerick, in, in Limerick and what we're really looking forward to, Jack, and it's only around the corner is, yeah. is, 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 is more of the same in 2023. And I have no doubt that we'll get more of the same. Um, when this recording is may, may, being made, I'd like to wish... Only in the very best of luck in the concluding stages of the All Ireland Intermediate Championship, and the same goes if I can digress to another quote to Adair yep. in the concluding stages of the All Ireland Camogie Championship. Um, uh, like Jack, wouldn't it be lovely if we started 2023 with two club All Irelands? Yeah, I can think, I can't think of a, I can think of worse ways to start the year. Well, I can think of it, and I actually dreamt about it, Jack. And um, <laughs> it's it, it, it's 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 one of those those dreams that you know I reflected back in it. You know, something this this could be a dream that could become a reality. So you're um, telling us you're a bit of a, a fortune teller, um, is what you're telling us. You oh, no, no, this. Jack. I'm, what I'm telling you is I'm a bit of a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, judging by your predictions, I go along more with the with the dreamer part, but. Um, a huge thank you to yourself, Matt, and to everyone, everyone listening. Um, if you're watching it, make sure you like us on YouTube, uh, like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff. And if it's on Twitter or Spotify, do do the same. But we'll leave it there. We'll have 100 minutes on the board when uh, the, the outro is played. It was a brilliant 2022. We're looking forward to 2023. I, anyone have any issues with the awards, feel free to say in the comments if you have anything different. You're coming in there, Matt. Uh, yeah, Jack, feel free to tell us, and uh, we we happily tell us because we'll be we'll be called everything from a fool to a clown at at, <laughs> at, 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 at what we've come up with. But we we've been called worse, even you know we're yeah. we're sort of immune to that. But Jack, uh, 
anybody that's listening and anybody that's viewing, um, we would like to, you know, thank them for their support during the year, like, because the, 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 the response that we're getting to the podcast is, is so happening during the year. And, and, and um, so, you know, so it's, it's phenomenally positive, you know, <laughs> that, that, that it, it has become a, a part of people's, you know, viewing and listening for what it's worth um, during the year. And, and to our diaspora, and we have a number of people in, in foreign lands who tune into, diligently tune into the podcast every week because we get reaction back from them and, I've been getting texts and phone calls from people in foreign lands. We say to them a very happy Christmas. And we say a very, very happy Christmas to all our people here at home. And here's to a green 2023. And I'm not talking about the environment. Lovely. I couldn't say it better myself. Happy Christmas to everyone. A huge thank you to you for listening. And we'll see you in 2023. Impression again, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game.